Hi, and welcome to Mediocre News. This is episode two, recorded on February 21st, 2017. From Dana Point, California. Hope you enjoy the show. This is Rachel, and we're your hosts. So today we got some exciting news that's from the, the past week, and hopefully we can fill up some good, interesting tidbits that you can use back in your office and social circles, some social currency as we like to call it. So uh, kind of the, give us the rundown of some of the, the major topics we'll talk about before we dive into it. Sure. So we're going to talk about the weather, all the floods up in Northern California, we're going to talk about Not My President's Day, what's going on in politics this week. It's been a lot of drama. The Trump press conference in sports, what's going on with the Lakers. Galentine's Day, technology news, and our pick of the week. All right, great. So, um, to kind of kick it off here, I definitely want to touch on the weather. Um, it seems like a lot of this is going to be a California-based episode here, and I hope all of our episodes aren't so California-based because we try to have an audience across the United States. But um, this was a particularly interesting one because it made such national news. Um, if anybody had seen it, I mean, definitely you want to do a Google search for o- o- Oroville. Am I saying that right? Oroville Lake Dam. And I mean, this is something that you don't see in like, unless you're like watching end of days type movies, apocalypse it's movies. Crazy, and particularly in contrast to the drought and all the water con- conservation efforts that California has been going through, we've had so much rain this year, which is supposed to be the year after El Nino. It's it's crazy. We're having so much water, <laughs> we're just dumping it over the sides of dams. But it's actually really dangerous. Yeah, I mean, um, there's huge evacuations. Uh, I think there's like 200,000 people were evacuated. And, um, you know, knowing the prices of real estate in California, I'd be pretty pissed if my, you know, house would be just uprooted and sent downstream. So this was up north of Sacramento? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've had more water than anticipated. And have they gotten it under control? Uh, it appears so. I mean, they had to they had to first patch it because it was. I mean, thousands and thousands of gallons of water were coming over. I mean, it was like, um, I mean, something definitely out of a movie. And then so they had to patch it. Now this isn't like your normal dam, like you'd see like the Hoover Dam or something like that. I mean, most of the dam is actually just like earth and like rocks and you know nothing really particularly high tech or expensive. So when the dam break, it broke. I mean. No wonder why it happened. No. So, yes, and then they had to patch it, and then um, uh, then they had to uh, uh, patch it and then um, pump the water out. So they had to, like, reduce the water height, I think, something like 52 feet now. Hmm. Oh, but an interesting factoid that we didn't plan ahead for the show, but I did uh, hear about is, is that one cubic yard of water, so a cubic yard... Mm-hmm. Of water, weighs more 
than a Volkswagen Beetle. <laughs> That's insane. Are you sure? That's what I heard. That's what I heard. I didn't actually have time to research that. Like... Hmm. Anyway, interesting. It's unbelievable. Well, I mean, then you have all that water piling up the dam, damage. and that's why you get, and that's why you I mean, you know, everything. I mean, you see the videos of just water just flowing completely through cars that got stuck. Mm-hmm. It takes out the window, and it completely takes out the seats. It takes out everything. Wow. All right. Anything more on the NorCal floods? I don't think so. I mean, I just think it's so interesting. I wonder if they're going to lift the water regulations. For those of you who don't know, in California, we've got watering bans. So you can only water your lawn um, at, in the morning or at night on certain days. There's a lot of regulations. Um, you can only ter- take certain lengths of showers. They've been really cracking down on water usage. So I'm hopeful that this continues and we get some more rain. And I mean, it's so funny because just driving around, it's like, all the hills, the golden hills of California have been so green lately. More so, I've lived in California for 10 plus years and I've never seen it so green. It's beautiful, but it's, it's definitely interesting what's happening. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it to subside. And we did get some pretty intense weather here just um, on last Friday. Probably the worst storm I think I recall since El Nino back in, was that 97? Mm-hmm. So what we did is we went out to a restaurant here in Dana Point that's got you know floor-to-ceiling windows that overlooks the harbor, and we saw waves anywhere between 17 and 20-foot faces hurling over the breakwater jetty. It was incredible. I have I don't know if I've ever seen waves that big outside of like the wedge. What it, it, typically maybe one goes over every hour, every 90 minutes. Is that what? It's typical. And it was constant, nonstop for the whole hour or so we were watching. I don't think the waves ever go over that thing. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that thing's like 15 feet tall. Wow. So. Scary. <laughs> yeah. mm. Okay. So, moving on from the weather. We led with the weather. The weather is super boring. But, Sorry, poor listeners. But Google it. It's much more it's entertaining. Kind of in- Visuals are entertaining than a podcast. Uh, so I think we probably should actually jump down because it'd be a little bit more uh, in chronological order here. We had the Trump press conference yes. that was pure entertainment. That was bizarre and kind of cool. I mean, I really took it as this was his chance to put the media on blast. Yeah. I mean, it was the anti-press press conference. It was bizarre. It was like he was like schooling all of the journalists he's like oh your turn your turn okay that's a nice question that's not a nice question it was really bizarre but kind of interesting I think because you know I'm 26 and I really don't trust what I read I think myself and most of my peers we get most of our information from Facebook or whatever just searching the web and um, I, I think the major news companies have become a lot less credible and it was really interesting to see the president kind of confront them with that and hear what they had to say, um, particularly about tone. And I don't know, I kind of agree that it's hard to get, I don't know what's true, what's false. And I thought that was really interesting that he was talking about that and bringing that into the, to the forefront. Yeah. What'd you think? 
Well, you know, you brought up Facebook, and that's an interesting point. I think a lot of people consume news on Facebook, and, you know, there's that whole group of, uh, you know, uh, people out of, I don't know, some strange foreign Micronesia, country. right? Something like that. Were that were creating yeah. fake news stories. Yeah. And so, and so, and people were believing it and liking it and sharing it and you know, yeah. going viral. So, I mean, you you have to sit there and say, okay, so I can't go to Facebook or I'm my friends. I'm not fact are. checking. Like, if I read it, I'm like, oh wow, that's crazy. But I'm not like going and checking the sources. I'm just, yeah. I'm taking it at face value. And you know, it's it's a scary time that we live in for that reason. Well, I mean, these these news companies. I mean, their main objective is no longer to make the news. They become way more capitalistic and they said, okay, how do we feed news to our niche audience Mm -hmm. um, so we can maximize the revenue growth because it's now targeted. Mm -hmm. And so it's the the cost per thousand, you know, viewers Mm -hmm. that you sell. And the more niche your audience is, the the more that you can, can charge for that. And here's the thing, too. It's like, you know, if I'm listening to podcasts or if I'm, I don't know, looking at what my friends are posting, I'm understanding that as someone's opinion. But if I see an article in the New York Times or the Washington Post, I'm believing that this is true and accurate. And I, I think there is something to be said about coming from a really, um, you know, specific perspective that it's really not both side. you know, it's not seeing it from both sides as it should be. Well, I think that they, they lead with too much opinion right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And they create this echo chamber of people that are, you know, like-minded in them mm-hmm. as them. Or, or, again, to maximize ad revenue. I think if you start off with the facts and then say, okay, these are the facts. Now here's our opinion piece behind it. That makes sense to me and I get that. But you, it's too muddled of, what is fact and what is opinion and how it comes across. It comes in a very um, almost like brainwashing way of like, this is what's happening. You should trust us, believe us. And it's all put under a certain amount of context that I don't particularly like. So what were the highlights and the lowlights of the Trump press conference? That well, you the think? lowlights was definitely when he said that I won the you know electoral vote by, you know, more, more than, than anybody since Ronald Reagan, and it was like, no, you pretty much have like barely, like, yeah. compared to the other ones, you like won it by like the least. Yeah, highlights. Um, <laughs> you know, I really don't like these journalists. You know, I've been interviewed for different things before, and they don't write exactly what you say, how you say it, and it always kind of makes you feel a little bit dirty because they're real buddy buddy with you in person. So I, I kind of get it. I, I don't really like them that much either. So it's just there's so much there's so much that he that he says that's that I'm like ah oh, you know I get that point. I kind of like that. Yeah, I, I don't like those things, and I support you in going after them. And then he'll make it just a totally dumb comment, and I'm like ah oh, well screw it, <laughs> you know. Yeah. What about for you? mm, Low light, I would say, when someone's like, what's Melania doing in the White House so far? And whatever she's up to sounded like really not that interesting and not that important. And the way that he talks about her is really creepy to me of like, oh, you know, she's just going to be such a great first lady. She's taking on all these like 
things. I can't. I can't remember. How, how is that creepy? That sounds fantastic. Well, no, but he says it like like she's like like he owns her kind of of like oh yeah this is my like much younger very beautiful wife she's doing all these nice little things he that that would be the low light for me that he really does not seem very female friendly and 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 that kind of resonated with me in a negative way of you know i mean i don't really know much about melania trump at all but i think he should have been a little bit more sympathetic because so many women are saying that he's so anti-women um, and you know, bringing us back to prior times and all that. But um, so that would be a low light. Highlight for me, I thought the way that he was talking about what's going on with Russia, I thought he handled that really well. And I kind of agree. I think it's kind of a non-issue. I'm interested, and in, you know, in line with that, what he was saying about what they've done so far—that they've accomplished all these. Um, deliverables and that their their group is running like a well-oiled machine some of those things I really enjoyed hearing about and I think that that's commendable that they're getting stuff done because it just seems like in the past nothing gets through Congress nothing gets done they can't do executive orders and they can't get really anything done he's not a politician done. either so I mean he has no experience on how to get anything passed or how to get anything done mm-hmm. so he has to totally rely upon this team and a lot of the team is outsiders you know from business as well too so He's got a big uphill battle. I just wish that things were a little bit more overall professional. As I stated, you know, yeah. last week, I just think you can come in and be a little bit more professional, and then that would garner you a little bit less flack. And but I don't know. Maybe he wants. Maybe he likes the challenge. He said he's having fun up there, battling him. I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's take it back. So so. <laughs> And take it back to the more recent times. So now we had President's Day here on... Yesterday. Yesterday. I went skiing. It was awesome. But for many, it was not my President's Day. <laughs> yeah. There was lots of posts, lots of news, you know, celebrating all of the president presidents before Trump. And, you know, the not my president movement's been going along. I get it. They're trying to like bring awareness to different issues and different things like that. But I think that for the most part, the awareness is there. We got it. And I just don't know what they're trying to accomplish. Neither do I. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I haven't really done a lot of research. But I, you know, I mean, what? 52% of the population voted against him. 48% voted for him. So 48% sitting there saying... You know, you know, it's President's Day, and a percentage of the 52% are saying it's not my President's Day. I don't really know what they're trying to get at. He's the president, and, you know. So what, what, what have you seen about not my President's Day? Well, I, I think it's... I, I, I think it's people just trying to vent. Is it like a hashtag? No, it's like people that are out there in the streets like protesting, not my president. There's t-shirts, there's oh. the whole works, there's, you know, signs, effigies, you know, the full nine yards. Um, yeah, there's the, the Women's March. I mean, this is like, this is that continued on type of thing. Wow. I, I just don't see, I, I'm glad that we're, the, the camaraderie, I get all that. I just, you know, when you do something, you say, okay, hey, we're going to plan to do this, right? It's okay, so what's the goal? Mm-hmm. And there doesn't seem to be a goal. Mm-hmm. So that's my my two cents with that. 
Yeah. I will say, I had off work yesterday and was putting my out-of-office on, and I was a little bit apprehensive. Typically, if it's, you know, Veterans Day, I'll say something like, you know, in honor of Veterans Day. I didn't really want to say in honor of President's Day. My company is closed. Because, you know, it could be interpreted as political, and it's just a touchy issue. Isn't that weird? That's totally weird. It's a national holiday. I know, but... I don't know. I didn't want to say it. So what did you say? I just said, you know, my company's closed today and I'll respond to all messages tomorrow. Wow. Did you protest Trump on the <laughs> slopes in Big Bear? I did not. <laughs> I enjoyed my President's Day very, very much. <laughs> Thank you, America. All right. What's next? Well, we ha- we we do have... Uh, interesting President's Day factoid. Okay. So there is a president who was our 10th president and his name was, let's see here, it was I think John Taylor. Did I put that on there? Uh, yeah, John Taylor. He was our president in 1841 to 1845. He had a child when he was, I think, like uh, 67 years old. Super old. Yes. <laughs> so 67 years old. I think he had, I think he had 15 kids. But um, I think it was like one of the youngest, or if not okay. the youngest, he, um, he was, was born when he was 67 years old. Uh, that child, uh, over the years, ended up fathering six children out of two different marriages. The last one, I think, was born when he was 70 years old. Oh, wow. I, so, two of the grand... And so, that was the last one. But the two, I think, one was when he was 69, and the next one was the following year when he was 70. So, he has two living grandsons today. Our president in 1841 has two living grandsons. It's bizarre. I have to ask you, like, did you Google them? Do they look weird? I feel like 70-year-old sperm can't be, like, the best. Like, you're bottom of the barrel. Well, okay, here's the thing with, <laughs> with John Taylor. So, John Taylor wasn't actually elected president. Hmm. Yeah, so the president, William Henry Harrison, was elected. But he got pneumonia in like, his first month of presidency. <laughs> That's a bad luck. Vice president's dream. <laughs> yeah. So so John Taylor became president by default and only served the four years in presidency. And I think, I don't know, somewhere online there's a ranking of like the best presidents. Mm-hmm. And John Taylor is fifth from the bottom. Mm. So, Fresh. yeah, so I think that his grandsons, I heard they live in Florida. They just kind of keep a low profile. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're old. They're in Florida. Isn't that where old people go? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so of course. I mean, you know. By Sorry, default, Floridians. You could, just, you could just guess and you'd, <laughs> you'd probably be right, Florida. So, that's a very, very interesting factoid that I thought we'd share. That is. Okay. Um, okay, so do a quick follow-up on sports right from our last podcast. So, this prophecy that I've been having now for over three years... I think three years or more, <laughs> is 
finally actually happening. There's a couple things that in my prophecy that's not working out exactly right. Like I was expecting Phil Jackson to come back to the Lakers because because he, uh, he was dating um, uh, Jeannie Buss. Um, that isn't working out. But everything else is kind of coming together. So today, Jim Buss, brother to Jeannie Buss, was fired along with the terrible, terrible Mitch Kupchak. Mm-hmm. who only could put a good deal together is if Kobe put a gun up to his head by saying, I was going to go to Chicago, you know, go to the Chicago Bulls. And I think you did call it the Kobe retirement before he was announcing it. Um, well, yeah. Maybe. Well, that, that wasn't hard. He had all those injuries. Yeah. But, um, so Jim Buss, uh, soon to be our neighbor here in Dana Point. <laughs> kind of. Well, he bought a f- in the fancy area of Dana Point. Yeah, not like next door. Well, the multi-million. Distance, Four million dollars for the lot of <laughs> land in Strands. Well, they're on Dana Point, but um. So I've long predicted that Jim Bus is absolutely terrible at anything that he gets his hands on, and so he got his hands in the Lakers and absolutely destroyed them. Yeah. And so now, uh, just between uh, starting last week. Genie Bus has brought in Magic Johnson, who was uh, basically a family he member. Did to the buses. call that? He was basically a family member to the buses uh, when when uh, Jerry Bus signed Magic Johnson. Uh, Magic Johnson was definitely part of their family. I mean, they would go to like family vacations together. He was definitely a father, fi- second father figure to Magic. So and he. AIDS and survived, and it's AIDS free, right? Isn't that magic? That's him, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's pretty magic. Pretty magic. <laughs> like, he's the only one <laughs> who's done that, to my knowledge. I'm sure there's more, but. Well, the. Um, uh, what's the Tiger Blood guy? Oh, Charlie Sheen? Yeah, Charlie Sheen. Is yeah, he AIDS free? Yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's just tiger blood. Gosh, enough money you can buy anything. Yeah. That's really sad. Yeah, there's a really good South Park episode on AIDS that if you have enough money, it cures AIDS it's automatically. Weird. But so, scary Magic time. Johnson is in, president of basketball operations, um, and, and Mitch Kupchak and Jim Buss are finally out of the picture. It's, uh, I mean, Jim Buss is still an owner. Um, can't get rid of that, but at least you can't make any more screwed up decisions. And the other interesting thing is, is that Kobe Bryant's uh, Kobe Bryant's agent is top of the list to be G- uh, the GM. And the GM, one of the major roles of the GM is to help bring on the new talent. Oh. So what better yeah. than an agent who knows the talent and knows how to bring talent aboard? Totally. Um, they weren't the first to do this. The, the Warriors have done this and did this first. But um, pretty exciting stuff. So yeah. I hope Hopefully the, the Lakers get better. I love going to Laker games. I go to a lot for my work, and it's been really depressing the last two years because they just keep losing, and it it's so expensive at Staples Center. It's, it's fun to go, but it's not as much fun when they lose and lose and lose. So hopefully we have a winning season. Well, I think there's plenty of time between now and Thanksgiving for them to mm-hmm. kind of at least put this behind Step and it catch up. it up because... That's an awkward Thanksgiving dinner. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Fired your brother. Awkward. You know, you gotta do what you can't do, though. Yeah. 
All right, on that note, Galentine's Day. So this is the first I've heard of Galentine's Day. I think it's a pretty new thing. Have you heard of it, Matt? No, this is like the first time, and I didn't even believe it when I heard that it was Not even at work? You hadn't heard about Galentine's Day? Never. Well, Matt's not on Facebook. But, so, this is a holiday inspired by Parks and Rec on February 13th for women to spend a girls' night with their best girls' girlfriends and do all the things they really want to do, but may not necessarily get to do on Valentine's Day, like a spa day or drinking wine, eating garbage food, watching crappy TV, all sorts of fun things. But it's so interesting because I haven't heard about this until this year. It's a totally new thing, but it's huge. All of my friends are posting and all their Valentine's. it's not Galentine. on Valentine's Day? No. It's, it's supposed to be the day before, but it could be like week of. It could be weekend after, weekend before. Now, There's a lot of Galentine's brunches. Now, are they single and don't have dates, and so that's why they do this? I think that was kind of the impetus, or, you know, the start of it. But, no, girls in relationships as well, um, I, don't think, I don't think they discriminate. Single, coupled, whatever. Galentine's Day. Just an excuse to have a good time with girls. And I think it's kind of interesting because, you know, as women are having more and more high-powered jobs... To me, it strikes me as like they're not getting what they want for Valentine's Day, so they're gonna like give it to themselves, make themselves some popcorn, watch that movie you don't wanna watch with me, eat a lot of chocolate, drink a lot of wine, and <laughs> celebrate like a queen. That's usually the day that we like watch <laughs> that movie we don't wanna watch and like either cook dinner or you know go out. And then now you need another day to do those things? Well, I think you get two, which is kind of cool. You get a bonus day. I don't know. I didn't have a Galentine's celebration this year, but I'm going to have one next year. I'm going to be the Galentine's planner. I won't be waiting up. I'll just go to bed. (laughs) I think it's pretty sweet. That sounds ridiculous. Moving on. So technology news. So the, the big talk now is heating up with um, new iPhone rumors and different things. It's now it's coming in about the new iPhones. Uh, you know, that's the phone of the year. It's going to be the 10th anniversary iPhone. And the big news that hit this week was is that Apple bought a company that uses a camera. It has a 3D camera. So basically it has like sonar or radar or whatever built into it so it can like tell the depth perception. You can't just like hold a picture in front of it. You actually have to have your face in front of it and it reads your face and automatically logs you in. Hmm. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of neat. But I mean the rumors, you know, right now are that it's completely glass. So the home button is built into the screen. It's going to be either a larger screen because you now have additional real estate from where your thumb used to be. You can utilize that as well. Um, or it'll be the same size they have now, but it'll feel small in your hand because it'll be just completely edge-to-edge glass. It'll be screened from side to side. I have a question. Does it read your face if you're asleep? <laughs> it, I would assume that it would. Because I'm thinking like, okay, why would you have that? Because you have people like trying to hack into your phone, right? It's a single person problem. And so it's like, 
if you could just put it in front of the person you're hanging out with's face when they're asleep. Maybe their eyes have to be open. I don't know. That'd be interesting to know. But but I, it makes me really wonder, you know, what's the end game here? Do people if, if well, it's everybody has ex, you know, I don't know, exact privacy. What does that world look like? Well, I mean, it's just that nobody can get into your phone. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Other than you. I watch more reality TV than you. So many people are hiding so many horrible things. <laughs> Those people should have their phones checked. <laughs> no, I mean, privacy is, all, is an actually it's a very good thing. And it's good that we can keep our phones secure. The thumbprint is a very good start to that. You know, you have retinal um, scanners. That would be nice, but a little intense. Um, you watch Catfish, though, too. Like, don't you want to know what people are up to who are close to you? That's a totally, totally different. Catfish can be summed up in one thing. If they're not going to video chat, stop talking to them because <laughs> they're not real. True. Period. And, no, they're not a model. A model yeah. is not talking to you. No. I think there was a couple, weren't there? Well, there was people that were models that were being catfished, but there mm-hmm. was no... Models. Remember that one chick? She was kind of cute. She was like Latina with blonde hair. She was round. I don't know. I'm not sure. Anyway. Oh, sorry. yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, she was a model. Yeah. But, no, but, but she thought the guy was catfishing her. No, he she was, was the catfish. No, she was in a band or or he was in a band or something like Maybe. that. Maybe I don't know. He was really shy. Anyways, not important thing. <laughs> uh, the other stuff is is VR and AR. So if you want to see a, some amazing fiction in in augmented reality, and that's what AR stands for, do a Google search for Magic Leap and go to their website. If you go to Magic Leap's website, you will see the most amazing thing that will never happen. So, basically, on their website, they will show you how a whale comes out of the ocean in a basketball court. What? Holy... What? Oh, my gosh. And so, if you're, if you're, if you're seeing this, right, it means that you have the Magic Leap glasses on. Which, if you saw this, this would be amazing, right? Uh, yeah, there's a baby elephant elevating, adorable, adorably, out of the palm of a child's hand. But it doesn't Great. exactly work like that. So what here's says- now, here's your office, right? So now you can start playing a game. So this huh. is a little bit more like kind of where augmented reality is going. Huh. Right. Weird. So. That's kind of where this stuff's going. Oh my gosh, the world is changing so quickly. It's all BS. None of it's actually true. So none of that is actually done with their technology. Their technology doesn't exist. This company's got about a billion dollars. Oh, so they're just like making funding, it look like. And it's all CGI animated BS. None of it's absolutely real. They're coming under a lot of fire. We will see if anything ever comes out of this company at all. But they're by far have the best kind of teaser trailer of what it's going to be. It's pretty cool. Now, Apple has said... But how much would I pay for that? Nothing. I would Google it and watch a YouTube video. 
You wouldn't you wouldn't put those glasses on and want to watch that wheel come out of the basketball court? I mean, kind of, but like, I wouldn't pay hundreds of dollars to see it. I'd pay like five. Here's where you pay hundreds of dollars. You go and you're on a business meeting and you're sitting across the table and you see this woman who looks familiar, but you don't really know. Mm-hmm. You've worked with her before. Yes. And right above her it says, her name is Sally Smith. The last time you guys hung out was one year and three months ago. Here's the details, and you can, you know, tap and pull up a couple emails, and you can realize, hey, Sally, last time we talked, man, that was over a year ago when we worked on that deal. I'm the worst with names and remembering things. Yeah, that would be, that would be a value add. I would pay hundreds of dollars for that, for sure. sure. And then the other big thing is, is that the stuff's now all being built into regular, normal people eyeglasses. Hmm. So I forget the name of the company. It starts with the Z. They're like the largest manufacturer for the lenses that goes in. Zenny? Uh, something like that, yeah. Now, um, Apple's told them, uh, stop presenting stuff. So it, 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 <sighs> I hate that. It's like, just because you're big, let there be competition. Well, there's going to be plenty of competition coming. This is probably going to be the biggest thing. It's going to be the new platform of how of computing is going to be all augmented reality. We don't need screens anymore if the screens all just get presented in front of us. Mm-hmm. So, yes. But then you're really struck with reality. I have to say, like, I have contacts. I'm pretty much blind. And yesterday I was locked out because I only brought the garage door opener, not the key. So my phone died as soon as I realized I was locked out and I was dropped off. And so I had to go to Rite Aid and get a plug and connect it to my USB cord and go to a restaurant and plug it in, but you're helpless. And this, I remember feeling this way too. I was in New York during Hurricane Sandy of without your devices, without your phone, without heat, without electricity, there's like, you're helpless. And I think that's kind of a bad thing that you should make sure that you can survive without all the things that you depend on others for. Because you know, there will be outages, there will be issues, there will be natural disasters, and... What does that have to do with augmented reality? Well, because if there's no more screens, if you're just living in this virtual reality... Well, it's augmented reality. You see the world around you, but uh-huh. there's just other things presented around it. And if, you're, and if your glasses die, then you just have to wait until you get them recharged, and you just kind of hang out like you normally would. Not a big difference. I don't know. For In, me, unless people sign me get up. like dependent on it. Yeah. Like I am dependent on my contacts. If I don't have my contacts, this is the only argument I have for getting LASIK surgery, which seems terrifying. But if there were a natural disaster and I didn't have my glasses, didn't have my contacts, I would be at a severe disadvantage. The glasses will still work like normal glasses. What if I lose them with some steps on them? Well, that would happen in the real world anyway. We're talking about augmented reality. Yeah. None of that stuff is... Well, what it, now, if you get reliant upon... I don't have to remember anybody's name mm-hmm. or think critically on things because it just projects it up there in front of me all the yes. time. Well, then now we have an issue and a problem. And for me, I welcome that day. Well, I mean, that's the same thing with the Google Maps of, you know, my generation. Nobody knows how to read a map, mm-hmm. how to get from point A to point B. I mean... Some people are worse than others, but um, 
Yeah. I mean, and, and I would imagine if it was super easy and you just like, look, if I put my contacts in as I do every morning and I see just inherently, okay, this is Matt, this is Matt's age, this is his background, this is what he's told me, like key facts about everybody, you just, you know, would become dependent on that. And then you're not exercising that space in your brain. So, before we move on, dependent on augmented reality, yay or nay? I'm going to say nay. I don't know. I mean, I'm on the fence with it. I'm saying yay. I think there's positives and negatives. I, I, I look forward to it. I have other things to think critically about. And I'm very quick to move on to those areas. Wow. All right. So the, we're just about ready to wrap up here. Um, and we have our pick of the week. Yes. So we are both super fans of this. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe you should take it away. Okay. So we got married last July, and this is the one thing that Matt wanted for our wedding. I was not really sure. A sous vide. Okay. So it's a little stick that you stick in a pot of water, and it brings the water. Okay. It's a regular sized stick. I don't know. Like, I don't know. So um, maybe like a foot by six inches. And. You stick it in your pot of water. It brings the water to the perfect temperature. So you can stick a filet mignon steak in there and get it to the perfect 130 degrees, 135 degrees, whatever, medium, medium rare. So, and it brings it everything to the perfect temperature. And it's very cool, very fun. Okay, so I think I think you got about 80% of it here. So let me explain, <laughs> you know, to the men listeners in here because you we need this information in a different way. All right. So you take a steak, a filet mignon steak, and you <laughs> stick it into a Ziploc bag. Yes. You slowly dip it into a stock pot of water, right? And it, that pushes the air out of the bag, and then you seal the bag. Okay? You put on, there's a clip on the end of this. It's a, the gourmet sous vide, we call it the sous vide stick. It clips on to the end, and it circulates the water around, and you set it to, I don't know, what was it, like 122? I think it was 122 mm-hmm. degrees. I don't know. Whatever it was for the mignon, and it can't overcook anything. It just gets it to exactly that temperature. Mm-hmm. You put all the seasonings and everything in there, and it completely infuses it into the meat itself. So you leave it in there for maybe an hour to two hours, almost like a slow cooker, and you pull it out, sear it on both sides, so real hot. Good nice sear on it, and you'll never have better food. Chicken, steak, pork, eggs. Salmon. An egg. You can just take an egg. You don't have to put it in a bag or anything. Just put the egg in the bottom there. It's like you can do the most amazing soft-boiled eggs. Salmon, probably the best salmon easily I've ever made. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah. Look so, it up. So Amazon right now <laughs> Amazon right now has it on sale for a lot less than what we paid for it. Really? Yep, yeah, it's not ninety dollars now. Oh wow! And it comes in black, white, and uh, what is it? Bronze. They call it bronze. It's kind of this golden Brown. color. It looks cool. I like that. Yeah, it's awesome. This is definitely our favorite kitchen gadget, and we're looking into potentially getting a pasta roller and cutter. So if anybody has recommendations, let us know. Yeah. Last thing I'll leave you is. So we cooked probably two of the most 
kind of interesting things to share with the sous vide. Number one is we did a full rack of ribs, mm-hmm. and that went That's for good. about maybe was about sixteen hours. The studio, you have to fill it up because the water starts to evaporate, so you have to kind of keep the water going there. So, yeah, and that was hands down the most meaty, delicious ribs I've ever had in my entire life, bar none. The other thing that we thought was pretty interesting was we did microwave burrito. <laughs> Wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> it was good. It was good. It was. But you brought it to the right temperature. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of neat. So. Well, thank you for listening. And have a great week. Yep, thanks for listening to Mediocre News. Mediocre News.